0: flesh man i really like this new uh garage band i really really do
1: it's so nice looking and fancy
0: it's purdy it's
1: got all these knobs and buttons
0: real purdy little 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 pretty so dude before
1: we get into anything yeah i uh you already know we're dog sitting for a friend because they're vacationing in florida because that's what everyone does oh unless you're from there and you never want to ever go back. Hey. <laughs> but, uh, anyway, yeah, they're vacationing. So her a dog sitting and it's like a, you know, I think she's 14 years old and she's like a Shizu with another little something in her, but she's a tiny little dog, right?
0: Oh, that's and, tiny, um, bro. Yeah. Very tiny.
1: So <clears throat> she's old and uh, whatever. She's still cool, but she can be kind of bitchy just to be honest Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: I know like my friends that were dog sitting for listen to this podcast so they know what I'm talking (laughs) about (laughs)
2: that
1: so she'll like bark and bark and bark and want to go out right so then you take her out and she'll do like she'll just walk around because she's blind I mean she's old she's lost her sight you know She'll walk around for a good five minutes. And I don't know if it's because it's a new yard, you know, cause we're keeping her, but like she does more pacing around and like 10 seconds of actually taking a shit or a piss. <laughs> and I'm just like, Oh my God.
0: Isn't that annoying? Yes. They say though, that it's really good for dogs. Um, so I have two, um, uh, Jack Russell, and um, a Karen Terrier poodle mix that I got married into. <laughs> and um, I, I my wife listens to this, but our wives listen to this podcast, right? And she wouldn't want me to say anything bad about her dog. But uh, the fact is, is that she's a little, uh, she's a little brat. She's a little spoiled brat.
1: Well, it's and ironic. Treated- her name is Priscilla because she's pretty prissy.
0: Yes, her name is Priscilla, and she is she's a little rat dog, right? She does the same thing. She'll run outside. She'll sniff around for a little while, and um, and half the time she won't go at all. It's like you go out there with her, and the second you go back for the door, she bolts right back to the door, and it's like you, son of a little. Why is that so so annoying? God, I don't know. Because it is. well, the thing is, is that for me, it's super annoying because if she doesn't go, she'll shit in the house. Yeah. So she's got all the, She's got this huge complex, this Napoleon com- complex, where she she thinks she's a guard dog. Right. But <clears throat> what happens is she gets stressed and doesn't know how to handle the stress and won't go outside. And then she'll go in the house. And I swear to God, man, there's been so many times I wanted to destroy this dog in (laughs) every worst way possible. I'm a hunter. I know how to gut and skin. Dude, I will sell this meat to the first homeless person I see. I get it. And it's just annoying, man. It's brutal. And then Clyde, uh, Jack Russell, he eats her poop, which I think is a dominance thing. But it's super annoying. So even times when she will shit in the house, I'll come downstairs and I know that she shit. I can smell it. I can see where it was. And half of it would be gone because Clyde had cleaned it up by eating it. He Dude, won't eat Lord. his own shit, but he'll eat hers. Dude, it is freaking annoying. Having well, dogs and the worst sometimes. part
1: is, and you kind of already said it, but like if you don't take them out when they're like telling you, I mean, luckily, you know, these dogs are trained and that's awesome. But the fear sure. of like not taking them out because you think they're just going to spend 20 minutes outside and do nothing is like, it is fun. Oh, but then if you do shit or pee somewhere, I have to pick it up. So I might as well just go stand outside and see what <laughs> happens. <laughs> but I'm not complaining as much as I am. Right. Just venting and think that it's funny. Like, after it's done, I'm just like, here I am, a grown-ass man, like, <laughs> following this old little dog around. Right. <laughs> like, and she's just blind and, you know, do-do-do-do-do. Oh, I think I'm going to squat here for a second. No, no, I don't want to do that there. Let's walk in a circle. Ooh, okay, what's over here? No, I don't want to go over there. <laughs> she's like, come on, I got shit to do.
0: That sucks, funny. though. Sucks that she's blind. There's nothing yeah. worse. So she basically... The Shih Tzu
1: breed, man. When they get older, they kind of go through it.
0: Sure. So she needs your voice and to use her, no- her nose in order to get back to the house.
1: Yeah, is- I mean, you know, we brought her to our house, obviously, and uh, I mean, I think she can probably see, like, shapes, and, like, like maybe it's foggy or maybe it's super blurry. Sure it is. I don't know that she's, like, 100% just That's blind. crazy. But maybe she is. I mean, I don't know. But, I mean, she'll definitely, like, run into stuff. And, you know, you kind of got to snap or, like, whistle. And sometimes you'll be like, Lucy. And she'll poke her head up and, like, look everywhere. Like, where'd it come from? <laughs> <laughs> and it's it's kind of funny, but it's also sad, you know? Like, Sure it is. But my... Uh, That's crazy. I think we talked before on the podcast about, you know, my old dog, more so my parents' old dog, and it was a shizu. And I've been through the whole thing. So it just honestly, unfortunately, gets increasingly worse. And then it's over. Yeah. So sure. Got to enjoy the time while sure. you have it.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Well, they are man's best friend, so to speak, right? So they, oh, yeah, they do provide a, a sense of joy, you know, of being home. I heard a comedian say, uh, you know, you're never that happy uh when i when I come home or something like that. what did he say? He says, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what time he comes home at night after a bar after a set or whatever, he comes home, you know half in the bag, and uh the dog is right there, you know, happy <laughs> to see him waiting yeah. you know and and then the wife says well you uh you don't treat me that good.' You know, when <laughs> when you come home <laughs> and he says, well, you're not at the door wagging your ass when I get home, you know. That, that's just how dogs are. Right. There you, you know? go. Wives, it doesn't matter
1: if you're listening. little tip.
0: <laughs> Shake that just ass. Sure. So, I mean, yeah, man, they're they're amazing animals. And, um, you know, you won't get that kind of a treatment from a cat. So I, I am completely anti cat. Oh, well, dude, I can stand them.
1: That's another thing. So we have, we've dubbed the name Mangy cat and I'm pretty sure it's our neighbors, but we hardly ever see them. And yeah. it's kind of like meth house ish, but not, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe they're <laughs> just redneck. It's definitely, you know, I don't know what goes on in there. We barely see them. We're pretty sure it's their cat. And unless it's winter time, they let it, like, roam around, and it's mangy as shit. Looks like it's got the hiv and everything else, freaking rabies and all that. Uh. And <clears throat> so their new, like, it's uh, it's got two friends, right? So there's three cats, but one is, like, horribly mangy. And uh, hmm. their pastime now has become just shitting all in our yard, on our porch. They've shitting both of our chairs outside.
2: No, and way. it's like
1: this nasty disgusting it's not like a solid turd thing it's just like oh my god you know
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then of course it it draws flies and bugs and it's just like god this is horrible one i don't even like cats i'm mildly allergic allergic and even if i wasn't like i just i'm not a cat guy give me a dog i'll be in love with the dog all day but a cat, I just want to punch it. Like, get away from me! You're weird. You're evil. I don't know. So, if you're mangy and you're shitting on my property all the time, y- you need to go. Oh, <laughs> so of we've course. we've tried calling the uh, animal control twice, left two messages. They haven't called back. So it's like, well, what do you do? So I hopped online and found out um, they make like dog and cat. Uh, repellent basically so i went out and got that at a local store and uh i put it out in the lawn and i have noticed that i haven't seen him as much so i'm hoping that it worked but like i just want to get a bb gun and say sayonara <laughs> you know yeah. like yeah take care of your damn cat and don't let it shit on my property especially where i sit or by my front door like this is horrible what, do we live in Cambodia now?
0: <laughs> anyway. Yeah, yeah.
1: Mangy cat's going to die one day.
0: One of these days, man, you're going to have to do something, dude, because they don't, they don't stop. You know, they don't stop and unless you do something about it. The only good thing, as far as I'm concerned, is that they take care of the rodent problem.
1: Yeah, I don't know that this one is because it's, I'll have to try and take a picture of it the next time I see it. It's so freaking skinny and just
0: mangy. So it's probably not eating all that good.
1: I mean, no, there's no way.
0: Hmm. That's interesting. I just learned something very interesting today. I was uh, watching the Joe Rogan podcast Mm -hmm. and he was talking about how he's got like 13 chickens. He's lost a few to coyotes out in California. And um, he said that chickens are actually a better deterrent for rodents than cats. Because cats, you know, uh, the the lion heart within them, they'll catch their prey and they'll pounce on it. They'll throw it in the air and play with it, blah, blah, blah. But chickens, on the other hand, which is a reason probably not to eat chickens. (laughs) Chickens will mess up a rat. They'll get so it. So what
1: is it like territorial thing
0: or? No, it's just that chickens, free range chickens actually eat mice. Hmm. And I never knew that. But there's so yeah, many you did. You start doing some YouTube research, you'll find out real quick. <laughs> chickens. <laughs> Might have
1: to do that later.
0: Dude, I'm telling you, it's a good way to waste an hour. Chickens will steal a mouse or a rat from a cat. They'll see, they'll see a cat playing with it. Hmm. They'll just go right up. If you, just, if you just look up, chicken steals rat from cat. Absolutely amazing video. Worth a few minutes. Check it out. Do some research on YouTube. Those things you are go. dangerous. Very dangerous. Anything
1: with a beak, man. You never know.
0: You're right about it. That's it exactly. Those beaks, they can get sharp.
1: They got a little muscle on their neck.
0: Yeah, buddy. They go in there and they tear them up, dude. So, I don't know, man. If we didn't live in the city, I would absolutely love to uh, get a chicken coop and and start raising some chickens. If no, if for nothing else, just the hens. If for nothing else, just for the eggs. You it, know, because every single month. The mom- more
1: we talk, <clears throat> I, I just don't know why you don't already live here. <laughs> <laughs> There's a store called Roll King. You ever heard of this store?
0: Of course not.
1: Okay, well, the only way I can describe Obviously it not. is it's, and I don't mean this wrong. I just I don't know how else to say it. Being a city boy myself, all right, it's like a redneck Walmart. Oh, so like, like tractor you can supply. Go there. Uh, yeah, yeah, mm. pretty much. But they sell food there, candy, clothes, boots, mm. lights, hardware stuff, tools. But they also sell guns. Uh, they sell. Patio furniture. No way. <laughs> they sell like baby chickens. You can go and buy chickens. Yeah. You can go and buy feed. You can go and buy like all the I mean, that's where I went to get the cat deterrent stuff.
0: Oh, I see.
1: I Here's see. the funny part. They call the town I live in a city, right? There's nine thousand people here.
0: No, that ain't no city.
1: Right? It's but anyway, in in this quote unquote city, you can't in the city limits, you can't own chickens like you can't have them.
2: You got to so, be kidding
1: me. I'm always like, "Well, why do you sell the chicken like in and, and I get like people come like, "Dude, where I live, people come here. Like, this is I I need to go to town, to go to Kroger and to Roll King. And let's make a day of it." You know what I'm saying? Wow. So like I I get that part, but it's still funny that like you sell them in the city, but I can't buy them and keep them At my house in the quote unquote city. I don't know. It's kind of funny.
0: That's weird, man. That's very weird. Huh. But you
1: can have fucking mangy cats shitting on my chairs. Yeah, exactly. Animal control and give a a damn about that. (laughs) Don't get no chickens. Uh Uh-uh.
0: Don't get a chicken, but you can have as many mangy cats as you want. Bring them on. Yeah, that's a little gross, dude. That's not for me. Not for me at all. But I, would and love I was joking to have some earlier chickens. about killing
1: the cat. Can you imagine if I actually did kill the cat? I'd go to jail.
0: Well, of course you would. Of course you would. Good luck with that, brother. Because uh, I'd be uh, bringing my pellet gun and keeping them off my porch that way. I know we'd probably get in trouble with uh, PETA for doing that, but... Mm. Dude, I... And I can't stand cats. I'd Keep tell PETA, well,
1: why don't... Why don't you have that shit on your
0: fucking porch
1: for three oh, weeks? Oh yeah,
0: or cough up a <laughs> cough up See a hair,
1: do.
0: or cough up a hairball right on your front door.
1: Go outside and have a fire, and there's friggin' Lord of the Flies.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, thank you. That's what litter boxes are for. Now, obviously, they're just outside cats, and that's why they're just going wherever they want to go because they own shit, right? Anyway, it's their town. Yeah, interesting stuff, dude. So, to our topic. Dude, so I I wanted to do, and I think this actually would have been a really good topic to do with the wives. At at least I know with my wife, for sure, she would eat this subject up. Uh, But I wanted to kind of like do a a recap of uh, Pride Month because we totally missed it. We didn't talk about it at all huh?
1: We're going queer <laughs> or gay or bi or queer not decided.
0: Yeah. You know what, though? So, so maybe we can start there. So I, I wanted to do a recap of, of Pride Month and I, I think that uh, we would ruffle some religious feathers uh, with this conversation uh, but I, I really don't care. I, I've, I've got uh, I have an affinity for the LGP T, Q, and I think there's some more letters to it but lesbian bisexual yeah, trans I think
1: it's changing I don't know that they've actually landed on what it's going to be but
0: yeah so lesbian bi transsexual LBT G is the gay Q, Q is the queer yep and uh so you have all of these different uh, ways that people like to be associated, or things that they associate with, and you know, and and it comes down to labels, which nobody likes, right? Nobody wants to be labeled, and you know, and there's there's grace for that. I'm I'm all for that. I don't I don't want to be, you know, labeled as the black guy, <laughs> right? So sure, I understand not wanting to uh, have the necessary labels, but. That being said, we, we got to say something, right? So, And if you're going to go by the acronym LGBTQ, then you're going to fall in, the, in that spectrum somewhere, um, and, and it's all good. Um, but what I really wanted to discuss is the question, is it okay for Christians to support Pride Month? And the the pride parades, you know, is it okay that, you know, me as a Christian uh, go to a pride parade to support my friends that I love that are gay? Mm -hmm. Is that an okay thing? And so if you just hear me out for a second, bro. I'm listening. (laughs) So... I personally have no problem at all as a born-again Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins, was buried, and rose again. I'm a Christian. I have faith in Jesus Christ. That's what makes a person a Christian, right? Preach. Not a perfect lifestyle. Not the abstinence from every sin that there is in the book. Um, Not, not a perfect life. That doesn't make you a Christian, right? Mm-hmm. I, I've, I'm all, I was always of the opinion that there's a whole lot of good people that go to hell every day, right? Sure. People that never cheated on their wives, never cheated on their taxes, never, you know, abused their children, you know, didn't come home drunk every night. You know what I'm saying? They were upstanding citizens or whatever the case may be. But what grants us access into heaven, what causes us to be the children of God, or whether or not we have faith in Jesus Christ, And I've always had a problem with preachers in the church at large um, being of the opinion that just because you're gay, you're going to split hell wide open. Now, boom, right there. That is my personal stance. Yeah. I don't have a problem with my personal stance. And you can give your opinion in a second, but that's where I'm at. Okay. Mm
2: hmm.
0: I am not one that's going to condemn someone that's gay to hell. First of all, I don't have a heaven or hell to put them in (laughs) and I'm not the judge. Mm -hmm. Right. I'm not the judge. I'm not the jury. I'm not the executioner. I don't give a shit at the end of the day. I know my life. I know what I do and I know what I don't do. And I believe what, saves me is my belief in that faith in the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I'm not at liberty to say that someone who is part of that LGBTQ community, um, if they have the same belief as me regarding the person of Christ, that they are not just as eternally secure as I am. And so for me, I don't have a problem with supporting Pride Month. Mm-hmm. I don't have a problem saying, you know what? You're 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 proud of who you are. You're proud of what you're doing. Fine, do you, boo boo? Um, I don't have to do it, right? I'm not sure. gay, and I don't have any gay friends that come on to me and 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 nothing like that. There's nothing weird like that. Um, in my, in my, in my life or in my makeup, I don't, I don't have that problem. I don't, I don't struggle in any area with spending time with someone that is gay versus someone that is straight. I don't care. It doesn't matter to me. To me, it's not weird. To me, it's not uncomfortable for, for us to have friends that are gay or lesbian or trans or whatever. That doesn't bother me at all because at the end of the day, they're people and I don't see myself any better or less than anybody else because I profess to be a Christian. And so if you're going to have a parade or you're going to have a pride and you're going to talk about the struggle of, you know, the lifestyle or talk about the struggle of coming out to your families, because I, 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 that's a big part of Pride Month. It's supporting people that come out to their to their families and say, you know what? Hey, I'm gay. And some of them get beat down and some of them get ostracized and rejected by their families and rejected by churches and rejected by Christians and all on and on and on. All this rejection and all this anti-inflammatory stuff that comes out over media and blah, 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 all of that stuff, it's hard. And it and for a person if they really are struggling with their identity or with their sexuality the last thing you want to do is reject them you want to pull them in close and love on them a little bit and 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 be there for them especially if your friends or if your family the last thing you want to do is push them away and reject them and i think that what jesus would do if we would look at the jesus response man Jesus would love them. Jesus would eat with them. Jesus would drink with them. Jesus would have fun with them. He would crack jokes with them. He'd invite them to his house. You know what I'm saying? All the stuff that I think a true Christian response should be, Jesus would do. Mm -hmm. On the list would never show up, reject the person. And so that's my stance, bro. Open it up to you. What do you think a Christian response should be?
1: <clears throat> um, Well,
2: I don't want to... Hmm, I don't know
1: that I'm the person to ask for a definitive, here's what we should do. Okay. But what I can say is, because there's, there's a lot of things around the whole, you know, gay, lesbian, queer, bi, trans you know non decided whole thing that you know there's there's a lot of stuff on both sides however i think in a nutshell you know there's only one way to be saved from ourselves and from sin and to enjoy eternity with god in heaven and <clears throat> you have to believe that right
2: now in believing that, you have
1: to adopt slash learn how to become more like Christ because part of accepting Christ is repenting for your sins. Like, I don't think that you can accept Christ if you never repent from your sin because I mean, why would you accept Christ? You have no reason to, <laughs> you know? the admittance and the repentance of sin means that you're turning away from things that you used to do or from mindsets or from activities or from, you know, whatever the case may be for each individual. And we all have different things that we deal with, Uh, i.e. the last podcast we're joking around. But I mean, I going to strip clubs to me has never been a thing like I, I could care less you're never going to find me in one. You can't drag me to one. It's just not a thing for me. Now, for someone else, maybe that's a huge thing for them. Maybe like they're addicted to it and the whole, like, you know, that's a struggle for them. For me, it's not. So individually, we deal with things differently, right? So, where I'm going with all of that is <clears throat> to become a Christian, right? To accept Christ into your heart, you have to repent of your sin. And when we do so, we are transformed, but we're also, we're, we're on a journey now. Like, we're, we're on a different journey. And our journey now is not what pleases me or, you know, what can make me uh, much of. Like, how can I boast in myself and how can I make myself You know, become better and richer and stronger and all this stuff. It's not about me anymore. It's about becoming like Christ. And that's the journey that all of us Christians and faith believers that are truly, you know, repentant and on this journey to put Christ above ourselves and us to learn how to be like Him, whatever you're dealing with, there's a journey in that. It's not just immediate. Now, sometimes you will hear you know i was saved and i never did x y and z ever again the desire went from that's a great testimony and that's awesome but that's not everyone and also like i mean that's just a few things i highly doubt when you became a christian you became perfect because you're that's not a thing <laughs> you know yeah so if god only sees us perfect through the lens of us accepting his son's sacrifice and us turning from our old selves, our old habits, our old ways, and fighting like hell to become more like Christ, that is, I mean, that's it. So, <clears throat> this whole thing about gays and lesbians and bi and transgender and queer, to me, I one I totally agree with you and two I just don't understand why it's such a a huge hindrance for a lot of quote unquote Christians unless it's because they just listen to someone who hasn't fully understood the Bible I guess I could say to put it to put it kind of nicely you know like because the whole the the whole gay thing to me is it's just a a struggle. I mean, first off, the Bible, I mean, clearly shows that God does not like homosexuality. So we can put labels and we can get names and whatever we want. But at the end of the day, homosexuality, God did not set up to be that way. And I mean, he didn't make Adam and Steve, right? The whole joke from like way back in the day, he made Adam and Eve. There's a reason for that. There's also a reason that a man and a woman can procreate. You know, a man and a man can't and a woman and a woman can't. So, I think throughout the the order that God has set up, homosexuality is not what Christ in, or not what God intended. Cool. I I totally agree with that because that's what I've found the Bible to show me, okay? Now, i've said that i am not saying that i hate gay people that i don't love gay people that i don't think they can be saved that i don't think that they can struggle with things and like god's just gonna you know send them to hell forever because when you take that stance you're pointing that one finger and you've got those three or four fingers pointing back at you depending on how you hold your thumb because that's kind of in question with that whole saying with me but whatever the point is, like, <laughs> you're pointing at someone saying, you're going to hell because of this. And those three fingers pointing back at you, bro, what are you dealing with? Or broette, what are you dealing with? Broette. <laughs> do, do you take care of your temple, the body? Do you overeat? Do you hate people? Do you talk to people super mean? Do you read your Bible? Do you covet people? Like, do you have bad thoughts? Do you lust after people? Do you steal? Have you killed anyone? I mean, there's a whole slew of them, like six hundred and thirty-three to be exact, that we will never live up to. It's six hundred
0: and eighteen.
1: Eighteen? It's over yeah. six hundred. I 618. forget the cool. So there's yeah. six hundred and eighteen laws. Yeah. And yes, it's old testament, but the point is, if we you know, we have to go to the old testament because that's what we're arguing. is old testament shit. Like you can't you know separate those two in my mind because what I'm trying to say is being gay or being homosexual is just another struggle of a sin or of something that you know God did not intend for us as created beings to do against him. and because we're doing those things, we will be judged for them and it's no different than killing. Stealing, coveting, lustful thoughts, angry, uh, you know, outbreaks of rage, hating people. I mean, what's the difference between Hitler and a gay person? Okay, what's the difference between Hitler and a gay person and a pastor? They're all human. It depends on, did they accept Christ as their Savior, repent from their sins, and are living for Jesus? That is it. And we can sit here and we can argue over labels. We can argue over semantics. But that's just it. You know what I'm saying?
0: No, I feel you. I understand completely what you're saying. And I agree. Sin is sin. And there's a whole bunch of arguments out there about whether or not homosexuality is sin. And that's a deep dive that I'm not going to get into because I... It's a it's a squirrely debate that I don't really care to get into.
1: Well, I, I kind of opened that up a little already. Yeah, so. well, you did.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you opened but I that feel up. like if we're going to sure. talk
1: about this, we, we can't just not talk about certain
0: things, you know? Oh, no, absolutely. 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 I agree with you 100%. My point, though, that I want to make is, yeah, I, obviously... Every person, no matter what their sexual orientation, all have the same obligation. And that is concerning the person of Christ.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like No matter what your sexual orientation is. Right. And I, and I think that's what you're saying. That no matter what, no matter what you are, no matter what you want to label yourself, that there's only one way to get to God. And that's through Jesus Christ. Yes. Agree.
1: 100%.
0: 100 million percent. There's only one way to get to God, and that is through the person of Jesus Christ. So, all sin aside, what a person does with the person of Jesus Christ is their deciding factor, because we know that once we place faith in Jesus Christ, we start that journey of, we should start that journey of becoming more and more like him, right? And in that journey of becoming more and more like him, not everything falls off at the same time. Yeah. Right? I mean there are people that that uh I don't know, I can't even give you a good example right. Oh, you had a brain fart. If you, if you've got 10 things that you struggle with in your life, 10 sins just because of the 10 commandments. You got 10 sins that you struggle with. You've accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Who's to say that In five years, you need to be done with eight out of those ten sins. Right? Does any of us have the authority to say that? (laughs) That after ten years, you should be this free from sin. Yeah. None of us can say that, right? No. None of us can say that. We're not
1: supposed to say that.
0: We're not supposed to. You're absolutely right. So, So my question is, what do we do with... The homosexual or the the person who's a lesbian or whatever the case may be, you know, queer, whatever. What do we what what should be our response to them, though? I mean, yes, we we preach the truth. This is what the Bible says. This is what we, we believe as Christians. This person has come to Christ or not. Maybe the person doesn't believe in Jesus Christ.
1: Yeah. Hey there, everybody. I have a question for you. Do you need professional voiceovers? If you do, let me tell you where you should go. Hotmiccity.com. I mean, just listen to a little bit of this
0: demo. Welcome to commercial sales. This course is part of a smooth jazz 105.9 FM. Roughly 5 million Americans don't even know where their next meal will come from. Welcome to Evangel Christian Churches. Join us in person or
1: Wow, That voice be sounding good, though. Do yourself a favor. The next time you need professional and quality voiceover work done, remember HotMicCity.com. Hot Mike City, y'all. Check it out.
0: What should our response be, though?
1: You can, you can take... Well, I don't think it should ever be to hate people or hold signs that say turn or burn or you know, the drastic extremities that most people have come to know and learn from <clears throat> past things. And that's why you find, you know, people marching on these parades holding up signs now that say, we're sorry, we love you. So does God, you know, like right. the reaction to any. Oh, I, di- s-
0: I did send you that post, huh? Yeah. yeah but, like Our reaction
1: to someone being gay or to someone overeating or to someone murdering, or to someone sleeping around like being an adulterer. I don't think it should ever be this abrasive, like thing. You know, first off, we're not God. Second, like, he he's gonna judge. So we can obviously read the Bible and be like, hey man, I gotta tell you, like, this is what this is what my Bible is saying. And like, if you're you're professing, you know. Like if I love you, whether you're professing or not, I feel like it's, maybe it's my duty to kind of tell you like there might be a different a way to you know live life that is going to benefit you in the long run because I just I, I love you and if I love you you know what what does a a parent do to their child if they're going to stick their finger in a light socket they don't just sit there and be like well. They'll learn once they put their finger in there not to ever do it again. No, they get their ass up, like, super quick, and they run over there, and they yell at the kid and say, don't do that. Why do they do that? Because they want to keep their kid from harm, from hurting themselves, from danger. Right? Yeah. And um, so this this is the other side of the story, like, the the argument, though, where I think I'm probably a very minute part because... As affirming as I am, there needs to be a point where it's like, you
2: have to understand that being gay
1: is more sinful than not being gay. And that needs to be a conversation because if you love someone, one, you want to tell them the truth. And again, you want to keep them from, hey, man, like, I mean, ultimately, your relationship with Christ is yours, but like, this is what I think I've learned in the Bible, and I, I at least want to have a conversation with you and then don't want to threaten you. and I don't want to be mean to you, but, like, you know, like. Yeah. If you but, knew that your friend was going to go drink for 10 hours and then get behind a car and drive, would you not be like, hey, man, can we talk before you do that? Like, I just don't know that that's wise. Sure. And may like I don't know if I'm articulating correctly what's in my mind, because again I don't hate gays and I don't, you know, want to push them away from faith or you know I don't want to throw fiery darts at them because I'm not the one to do that. Just like yeah. I'm not the one to throw fiery darts at a pastor who overeats every day of his life and now has diabetes. Like
0: diabetes. I just you know yeah I, I i agree with you it's a so there there's
1: situation <laughs> there's a
0: fine line between being affirming and being um uh so out of out of out of out of love there's there's a fine line that that a christian that a a good christian <laughs> not a bad christian a good christian we should call this a good christian podcast the um <laughs> there 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 is a um <laughs> there is a fine line when you, when you're talking about loving uh, a fine line between affirming and discipline, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, with the child, you, you want to affirm individuality and um, allo- allowing them to make mistakes and learn from them on their own. Um, but then there's another side of love that, that calls for discipline that says, no, this is wrong. This is right. I think that's what you're trying to say.
1: It is. And that's out of uh, growing up, being taught that Christianity and being a Christ follower is mostly black and white. You're either saved or you're not. Yeah. You're either gay or you're straight. It's white or it's black. You're right or you're wrong. And, you know, I literally believed that way. And I could be very extreme with certain things but now and then the more that I've lived and I've for me just my personal journey it yeah. kind of i don't know if it took this but God definitely used it for his uh you know glory i guess like when i walked away and he found me a lot of that stuff like shed it away and i i began to think Differently and see things differently and realize that man, Christianity is messy, dude. Like faith is messy because it's not just clear cut. Here's what you do, you know. Here's how you not do that, and everything's black and white. See the A or B, and there's nothing else. And if anyone tells you otherwise, then they're going to hell anyway. So <laughs> do
0: you heresy?
1: It is not like that at all. And you know what's really crazy isn't. is. There's a lot of people like me who grew up in church or taught, you know, the faith of Jesus and the story of Jesus. And I think we've said it before, like, we've never been shown how to do things. We've never been taught how to live a Christ life, a Christ-like yeah. life, you know? Like,
0: we're just told to do it.
1: So there, there are a few people who, I've, I mean, this is my opinion, maybe I'm wrong and I hope that I am, but it doesn't seem that I am, but there's very few people that are, are willing to get down in the trenches of faith and Christianity and really, really question and really debate and really struggle with how do I love gay people? Why is being gay wrong? Why is saying fuck wrong? Well, like, like, you know, just whatever the case may be, like most Christians won't get down in that trench and won't, yeah get messy because it's black and white. You're going to heaven. You're going to hell. Did you say the prayer? Sweet. Well, (laughs) it's not that way, you know? Yeah.
0: There's some gray. There seems to be some gray when you mature a little bit and you, and you start looking at, um, this whole black and white thing. And you allow yourself to question the things that you've been taught in order to gain a little bit more balance. And that's what I mean by gray. I mean a little bit more balance. Right. I I don't, I don't mean to say, I don't mean to sound like I'm saying a little more gay. (laughs) I don't mean to sound like I'm saying that we aren't to take the Bible literally or what God Mm. has called sin is not really sin. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is that, You know, I was always I was always brought up to believe that either you're saved or you're a sinner and that's it. Yep. Right. That's what I was brought up to believe. Now, I, I do believe that God is holy and that within God, there is no sin. Therefore, that, that's the definition of holiness, right? The definition of holiness, when you break down um, in, in the Greek, it literally means to be to have perfect moral purity. Okay, To be perfectly moral in all, all of your estimations, all of your judgments, your behavior, blah, 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 so on and so forth. That's God. We are not him. And we have faults. And we have standards that we fall short of. All unrighteousness is sin. That's what the Bible says. Okay? So anything that's not right, it is sin. And... You know, like the story I brought up a little while ago, uh, you know, Jesus, you know, talking to uh, to the religious folks that were about to stone the woman who was caught in adultery five times. Right. Mm -hmm. He said he that is without the first he that is without sin, let him cast the first stone. Right. Everybody from the oldest to the youngest dropped their stones and walked away. Right. And he said to her, now there was no. "Quote unquote repentance here that took place, on record." But he looked at the woman and said, "Where are those thine accusers?" And that's old English. She says, "Where are your accusers?" She says, "There are none, Lord." And he says, "Uh, uh, well, neither will I." He says, "Uh, go and sin no more." Right? It God, was. God,
1: I wish I, <clears throat> even as a Christian and someone who. Wants to be like Christ. I wish I had
0: that all the time. Yeah, yeah. So I, that's something that I mean, how we
1: powerful lack. of a moment.
0: Sure. Well, what you what? I I guess one thing that I, that so many Christians miss is the fact that it wasn't that she begged and pleaded for forgiveness. She was caught in the act, right? But it was. And the power of his words to said, go and sin no more, that she was able to go and sin no more. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which so if was we, free. She
1: didn't do anything to attain. Exactly. The, to deserve that.
0: She did nothing to deserve it. And when we come from the standpoint as Christians and realize that none of us have anything that we deserve, which is the definition of grace, right? We don't attain anything from God, any gift from God. That we deserve, it's all a gift from him, it, it, it should cause us to look at this community with a little bit more grace and love in our eyes. And I'm not saying that proclaiming truth or, you know, saying that something is false or something is not right is not being loving. That's not what I'm saying. Like I said, there is there, love in both affirmation and discipline. They both include love. Right? And by discipline, I don't mean let's go spank a bunch of gay people. Uh, But what I'm saying is like...
1: (laughs) Sounds like (laughs) fun to me, (laughs) Taylor.
0: I'm saying affirming truth and uh, declaring what is not true. Mm -hmm. You know, saying what's right saying what's wrong. Like, that, that. that seems to be a very black and white thing. But the part that we miss is what we do despite, or our response to a people group despite what we see the Bible declaring to be right or wrong. And, and that, that, in, in that lies the, the problem that I have with today's church and today's mode of Christianity. I feel like we've lost that ability to be able to just love people right where they're at. And again, I'm saying love includes affirmation and discipline. And I think we're missing it. We're missing it hugely, if I can uh, quote our president. We are. We're missing it bigly, hugely. We're missing the, the, the aspect of loving people exactly where they are and doing exactly what Jesus did. He didn't berate the woman. He didn't dog her. She knew what she did. She knew what she got caught doing. You know what I'm saying? If Mm -hmm. your kid burns their hand on the stove, they know exactly what they did. I did that. Yeah. So so are you going to spank them like, you know, I told you not to do that. Or I told you that that was wrong and you did it anyway. And look at what happened. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to go and grab some aloe vera, you know, or some old school butter. And you're going to put it on the wound. And you're going to hug them and you're going to hold them. You're going to let them cry. And you're going to talk to them afterwards and say, okay, all right, did you learn? Like, the word hot really does mean hot. <laughs> okay? But when, when it comes down to people and their stuff, man, the answer is not coming in with a big old stick and, and waving, wagging our finger as if we're so much better than everybody else. No, the, the, the answer actually is taking some time and loving them. And talking to them, you'd be amazed how if you had Christ's response when you talk to people and you find out uh, about their life, about their struggles, about things that they've gone through, about things because we're all shaped by our experiences, right? I don't care if you're heterosexual or, or gay. It doesn't matter. We're all shaped by our experiences. And you start loving people right where they are. And and talking with them about their experiences and the things that have happened in their lives, and you start peeling back those layers and those 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 onion layers, you start peeling them back, and you see the root of everything that makes a person a person. Man, I am of the opinion it's only then that you can truly win somebody to Christ. But that yeah. requires yeah. that requires time. It requires. A love that is patient and a love that is kind, a love that is long-suffering, a love that is gentle, a love that is meek, a love that has faith, a love that has temperance. Come on now, dude. I'm preaching now, brother. That is. Mm. It requires a love that we are missing, dude. We're missing it.
1: And I think that. And, you know, like. And you're kind of already there, but if <clears throat> if we're not already in the deep end, you best take your floaties out, because if you can't <laughs> swim, we're going to get up in this mug. you know what I'm saying? Love to
0: get satisfyingly deep, baby. But, like,
1: the one who justifyingly, okay, could have picked up those stones, but the Pharisees dropped, because they realized, oh, dang, he right, <laughs> we we going to leave now. Yeah. What did Jesus do? Did he pick up them stones, start stoning this woman to death? That's not what my Bible says. No. If anyone had the right to, it would have been Jesus himself. He could have yeah. justifyingly picked up those rocks, said, You're a whore and you deserve to die. And he did not. And what do we do as Christians? We pick up those stones and we. We want to be like God. <laughs> Even as Christians, the desire to be like God is not foreign to us. Agreed. And if you just think about that for a whole day, maybe some change would come about in your brain.
0: I agree. You know, I'm, I'm of the belief that the problem isn't with the LGBTQ community. The problem is with the Christian community. I'm a firm um, believer of that.
1: Unfortunately, man, it, it just, yeah, it seems that way, 100%.
0: It seems that way to me. Because the fact is, is that if you feel like just because a person is part of that community, that they are to be shunned or ridiculed or, or slapped across the wrist and told, you're a sinner, you're this, you're that, man, you got another thing coming. Because we're not saying it to these pastors that are getting fat on fried chicken after preaching on Sundays, bro. Mm. We're not we're not saying it when checking too. <laughs> man, we're not saying it to the you know the people that are sitting there on oxygen and then they want to puff on a cigarette. Mm-mm. You know what I'm saying? We're not saying it to anybody else. If you consider all sin to be sin, and you consider LGBTQ to be sin. You consider everything to be sin. You can't put stuff on a grading scale and we talked about this the other day. You're not going to put the, the Bible is not putting this stuff on some grading scale and say, you know what? Hey, if you go to hell for lying, you know, the temperature is going to be a thousand degrees. But if you go to hell for murder, it's going to be 10,000 degrees. I don't think so, bro. It doesn't go that way. OK. Zacchaeus, a tax collector and all these different examples, man. He's robbing from his own people. He was a Jew. He's stealing from his own people. He got wealthy, but from stealing from his own people. And Jesus saw him in a sycamore tree and said, hey, look, Zach, come on down. I'm going to eat at your house tonight. You're kidding me. And you're going to shun a person because of their sexual orientation. You're going to shun them and say, you know what? You're not welcome in this church or you're not welcome in this house or my family's not going to associate with you because of your sexual orientation. Now, look, dude, ain't no parades for how I get laid. I'll be the first one (laughs) to say it. Right. There are no parades for how I get laid. But you know what? I don't. They should be, if you know some of the things I be doing. What (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Wow, chicken. Wow, wow. So, but, but my point is that that I don't have that struggle or that anxiety or the mental anguish of having to come out to my family and say, "Hey, you know what? I i I married this white girl, or I'm in love with this white girl. I wanna I want to marry her." I, I don't have that problem. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I don't have that struggle. And you gotta realize as a Christian that maybe uh, this community, they're dealing with some stuff. Like if, if the only thing that you're focusing on is the way they have sex, dude, you are not being Christ-like. No. You're focusing on and here's the problem that I see. We as Christians, we focus on the stuff that we see and not the stuff that we that we don't see. But the the true estimation of a man is is not what he is doing but what's in his heart Mm
2: -hmm.
0: and the only way that you're going to find out what's in a man's heart is that you get you got to get to know him you gotta you you gotta spend some time with him you gotta you gotta be a friend you gotta be a neighbor you gotta you know what i'm saying you gotta be an auntie and an uncle you gotta be a cousin you gotta show love because i don't care what you believe to be sin or not sin at the end of the day god is clear he said all unrighteousness is sin. Because he's a holy God, according to God, there's no no difference between this lying and cheating and this and that and this and that. Because he is perfect in his moral character, all of it is abhorring to him. He hates it all. He hates all sin. And the cliche is God hates the sin, but he loves the sinner. But the fact is, is that we don't treat people that way as Christians. And that's where we get it wrong, because we're so quick to say, this is what the truth is. But we miss, like Jesus said, yeah, you know what's written, but you miss the spirit of the law. Yeah, you know what it says, but you miss the whole heart of God behind it. A great example, the Jews were not to eat any pigs, right? Right. So you can look at that law and you can see a person that says, hey, I'm going to eat some bacon. Mm." Mm. Okay. well, there was a penalty for eating pigs. And you can say God is cruel for punishing his people because they ate pigs until you find out later on about the parasites that live within the meat of pork. And you find out that God wanted his people to live a long life. And so he kept them, according to his laws, from certain foods that were killing all the other nations of the people that were around them. Because the fact is is that the pig is the, is the, is the literal vacuum cleaner of the earth. <laughs> just, like, just like shellfish is the vacuum cleaner of the freaking ocean. They filter all the toxins and crap out of the ocean. The point of jellyfish, if we didn't have jellyfish that have no brain at all, the only thing that they do is filter the ocean. And if you were to eat it, the toxins within it could possibly kill you. So if God says, don't eat this, he's not being mean. He's trying to protect his people so they can live longer. Right? So Mm. you can, you can look at this in a couple different ways and you can say, God is cruel, whatever the case may be. But, all of his laws, the, the spirit of it, is that he wanted them to live a long life and not die early. He wanted them to live long and prosper. And so that's why he created these laws, to keep them away from certain things. When everybody else would go take a shit and then they'd go sit down and eat and they would get sick because they didn't wash their hands, God gave a law to the Jews that, hey, after you shit, or after you have mis- menstruation and you're bleeding for for seven days, hey, what you need to do, you, you are not allowed, according to Jewish law, to wash your hands in a stagnant pool. You had to wash your hands under running water. And they had that law in, the, in their books. They had that law when the other nations around them did not have that law. And so they were getting sick with parasites where the Jews were not. You miss the spirit of the law because all you're doing is looking at the law and me breaking the law. You miss the whole point behind it. Yep. And so when we look at the LGBTQ community, it's not about, oh, you know, you're, you're, you're a man sleeping with a man. Dude, that is like. That is like so far way off of your concern. Okay, I don't care how you get laid. I don't want you caring how I get late. Okay. I'm not going to police your bedroom. Don't police mine. All right. But at the end of the day, who are you as a person? God does not reject you. God is not opposed to you. God is not shunning you because of the way that you're having sex. No, actually, God loves you and he cares about you. And he's saying, don't do this stuff because he wants you to live A long, healthy, vibrant life. Or he wants you to be free from this. He wants you to be free from that. There's there's another reason behind it that we miss that never gets preached, dude. It never gets talked about. The spirit of the law never gets talked about. And all I'm saying is that, look, dude, if you're not going to have a balanced view and look at this from God's standpoint, yeah, God hates sin. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, God doesn't want anybody to sin. He doesn't want anyone to perish, right? John 3, 16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not, what, perish, but have everlasting life. The spirit of it is, look, I want to be in relationship with you so that you won't perish. I actually care about your well-being. I care about you as a person. I want you to be successful. I want you to be blessed. I want you to be vibrant and and have Vitality and, and youth and on and on and on. We miss the only thing that we preach in churches today is judgment of God, judgment of God, judgment of God. And we miss the fact that, hey, we stand before the judgment seat of Christ when we die, not while we're alive. <laughs> True. We're not being judged right now. No, we're being loved and we're being offered the grace of God. And the fact is, is that until we realize the amount of grace and the amount of love that we have received from God, we're not going to be able to give it to people that need it the most. It takes maturity. You were were saying the other day in in our our last podcast that people just need to pray. Mm -hmm. Dude, I'm picking up on my rant today saying more than pray Dude, we need to meditate. We need to think about realistically, seriously, our position in God first, Mm -hmm. where we are, how much love we've received, how much grace we've received, so that with our understanding of how much we've received, we're able to give it away to other people. And I think it would be a huge paradigm shift in the church. In Christianity, if we got off of our high horse trying to declare what God has already declared, he's already said it. Like, I get it. Call a spade a spade. Put whatever label you want to put on it. But I'm telling you what. If you don't spend time with people, and if you don't love people right where they're at, at, they're going to reject the God that they feel like is rejecting them. And then what are you going to do? You're going to sit on your porch and you're going to say well I told him what the truth is I wiped my hands of the whole thing this
1: is my Christian duty. that's
0: not Christ's response dude that is not Jesus' response Jesus' response is to look at the person to love the literal hell out of them and say go and sin no more I love you I'm here for you and if everybody else in this world rejects you I'm still going to love you and I'm still going to be there for you because that's who I am. It's true. That's a true Christian.
1: Imagine if that was the message that American Christianity
0: was sending. Yeah. and, and Dude. Yes. Imagine. And a lot of people are, man. I know. And so that's what the, that, post that I sent you in, in the Philippines, that church, um, what was it called? The, um, uh, I just pulled it up again. The church oh, wait, Christian time. group marches in LGBT oh, uh, pride yeah. parade in the Philippines with I'm sorry signs.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And, and, it, and it's absolutely powerful um, because they're, they're like, we're apologizing for the way Christians have hurt the LGBT community, especially by using the Bible and condemning and judging them. So, dude, it, it's. Man, we cannot use the Bible to condemn and judge but we need to be using the bible to love people right where they're at and helping them in their struggle helping them in their their walk introducing them to a christ that loves them that accepts them that died for them while we were yet without while we were yet in our sins christ died for the ungodly Simple, dude. Romans chapter 5. Lucy found me. When we were yet without strength. (laughs) Say it again.
1: Lucy found me. You hear her?
0: Yeah, I heard her. (laughs) Sorry. Dude, while we were yet without strength, when we had no power to change our situation, when we had no power at all to to affect where we were, Christ died for us. (laughs) That's our message, bro. Our message is not, hey, God hates, you know, this, this, and this, and and you're going to hell. That's not our message, dude. Our message is, look, at your weakest point, even in your situation, bro, when you walked away from God, you keep saying it. You've said it over and over and over again. He found me. Mm -hmm. That was no doing of your own. That was no you running back and doing this and doing that and, you know, checking these boxes. No, it was God found you. The parables that are within Luke, talking about, and I've talked about this before, the parable of the lost pearl, the parable of the lost coin, right? The parable of the lost sheep. None of those situations, the pearl, the coin, or the sheep ran to God. No, it was that God ran to them. Mm -hmm. And the way that God is running to this community should be through Christians that are willing to love them beyond their own belief system. To be able to love them beyond their own doctrine, beyond their own upbringing, beyond their own idiosyncrasies, what you think is right or wrong, you being afraid that the gay is going to jump off of them and jump on you, whatever (laughs) stupid thing your religious brain is going to conjure up, regardless of all of that, we are the extension of Jesus in this world, and therefore, it is our obligation to go to everybody regardless of their sexual orientation and be Jesus to them because that's what a true disciple does. Jesus' last words before he ascended in Matthew chapter 28, he said, look, this is it, bro. Go ye into all the world. Not let them come to you. Not wait for them to come to you and say, Oh, you know, I'm really struggling with my sexuality. Why don't you pray for me? No, that wasn't the (laughs) message. The message was, you go. You go and you teach. You go and you be. Go and be the light. Go and be love. Go and be me in this world. And if the only thing that we're able to, if the only thing we ever take away from the person of Christ and, and, and this religion that we have, We should take away the fact that he didn't condemn anybody in three years in his ministry. Not a one person, dude. Not even homeboy that traded him in for 30 pieces of silver Mm -hmm. that denied him. He didn't reject Peter who denied him three times when they came to take Jesus at night. And they came to Peter and they said, do you know this man? And he's like, no, I don't know who the hell this guy is. <laughs> oh, we, we saw you in the mountains with him. No, I don't know who that is. Wasn't me. Weren't you just with him? The Bible says that he responded the third time with swearing. He was cursing. He said, I don't know who the fuck this guy is. Leave me alone. Three times he vehemently denied Jesus Christ. You think Jesus rejected him or condemned him? Anytime? No, he didn't. And I don't care what anybody says. I don't think there's anything worse than a person, and this is the the doctrine according to St. Michael, I don't think that there's anything worse than a person who's walked with God and said, no, I don't know God. No, I don't know Jesus. No, I've never prayed. I don't go to church. You kidding me? I don't believe in that shit. I think that's a whole lot worse than any sexual orientation issues. Yeah. And Jesus looked at Peter and was like, Do you love me? Peter was like, Yeah, I love you. Jesus was like, Do you love me? Yeah. Lord, you know I love you. Do you love me? Yeah, I love you. Jesus allowed Peter to declare his love for Jesus, for himself, three times to cover up the three denials. If Jesus had that much grace, And that much love for a person that denied him and rejected him after living with him for three years, how much more should we show love, kindness, gentleness, meekness, temperance, faith, grace towards people that are without? Mm -hmm. That's my rant, bro. You can say it. How deep was that?
1: Satisfyingly. (laughs)
0: Satisfyingly deep. All right. Dude, I, I love the LGBTQ community. I do. Got some great friends. I yeah. got some friends that are just like, dude, can't believe you got a freaking... <laughs> Why did you go and get your doctorate degree in theology? Dude, I love this stuff.
1: Well, that's the kind of, you know, when you have certain friends that are in that community and they're even... I mean, they know you. They know you, your friends. So they know, like... You know, you believe in Jesus and that whole thing. Like when they even bust your balls, you know, it's funny when <clears throat> people like learn early on in their friendship, like, "Oh, you're you're one of those Jesus people." Yeah, you don't seem anything like them. Like, are you sure you want to hang out with me?
0: <laughs> yeah, I want to hang out with you. Am honey? I just some
1: project to you? And it's like, no, nah, man, like that's bullshit. You know. I don't
0: care who you fuck. I really don't. You're still, you're still loved by God and there's nothing that you can do that'll ever take you away from the love of God. That's something that's not preached. We'll preach hellfire and damnation, dude, that this is wrong. You shouldn't do this. This is an abomination against God. And and I get all of that. I'm not negating Mm -hmm. that stuff. I'm not either. I'm not negating that at all. But we're missing the other side of the coin where God is standing there with open arms saying, you know what, you've struggled. You've had some pain. You've had some some issues. You know, in the case in point, in the transgender community, whether you are pre-op, post-op, or never get an operation at all, there is a 40% suicide rate. Mm-hmm. The church won't preach that. The, pr- the church won't look at that. Okay? Don't tell me that this is the healthiest le- lifestyle to live. Because it's obviously not. There's a 40% suicide rate. That tells me that, okay, m- maybe there's some unhealthiness there. Maybe there might be even some mental illness in some cases. L- like, we talked about suicide, right? Like, I, we, we had that whole discussion. I'm not mm-hmm. so sure that every suicide case is a mental illness thing. I'm not even sure that every suicide case actually is a suicide. I think some of them might be murders, but that's the conspiracy theorist in me. Bigfoot. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) But but the fact is, is that when you have a suicide rate that's 40% in a specific community, I think we need to stop... I think we need to get rid of the whole sexual orientation thing. And we need to actually start focusing on the person, not the action. Start focusing on the person and really offer some help and some assistance, some acceptance, some love and say, look, I'm not here to judge you. I'm not here to condemn you. I'm here to love you and figure out, hey, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? How's it going today? Is there anything that I can help you with?
1: we should be doing that even before any statistics or anything.
0: Sure, you should.
1: I mean, we've missed the mark on a... We miss it. As a whole, like, I mean, we've missed that.
0: Already. we miss it we big time. Horribly. Which is why I said the problem is not with the community. The problem is with the church. Yep. We need to get off our high horses, our religiosity, our, you know, being the first to condemn... We need to throw down our stones and we need to say, Look, I ain't here to fight you. I'm not even here to disagree with you. I'm not here to argue with you. Only thing I'm here to do is love you and see how I can help.
1: Yep. All right. Hey, Amen.
0: I feel better. I got that off my chest.
1: Good. I think it was a great conversation, man. Me too. I think it needs to happen more. I agree. And I'm sure it is at least more than I am aware of, but yeah.
0: All right, brother. Well, we should wrap it up.
1: Let's wrap it up. So you're probably sitting here. If you're still sitting here listening to us, one. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Two. Thanks for
0: listening. You obviously
1: like it. So hop on over to iTunes. Give us a five-star rating. Leave us a little comment. And since you're already on your mobile device or somewhere on the webs, <clears throat> hop on over to www.unchurchedpodcast.wordpress.com. We've got links. You can listen to previous podcasts. And you know what? You can get involved. You can email us. You can leave a comment. <clears throat> we'll show. Be a part of the conversation. Don't just listen to us, Babber. We want to know what you think.
0: You can tweet us. And hit us up on IG at Unchurched Pod. Oh, and uh we'd love to hear from you. Sweet?
1: Don't leave us hanging.
0: <laughs> we gave
1: you an hour and some odd uh, minutes of entertainment and conversation. <laughs> the least you can do is tell someone and show some love. Show some
0: love. Saying. All right, Sean Dizzle. Till next time. Peace. Peace.